You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. This is episode 64. Today on the Well Women podcast, I'm joined by Shika Chika. Shika and I met over on Instagram and she has a really beautiful account. And so I knew once I found out that she was all into energy healing and light work, along with spiritual healing with Reiki, I knew I had to get her on the show to share her journey with you. Shika helps conscious and spiritual content creators inspire their tribe, grow their businesses and heal to their greatest potential. As a mentor, owner of Blog It, Reiki energetic healer, YouTuber, and travel wellness influencer, Shika is driven to connect with and support inspiring creators to becoming spiritually enlightened through conscious connection and self-discovery. Shika says we all walk our own paths, yet it's our individual journeys that make us uniquely different. So throughout this episode, Shika actually opens up and becomes vulnerable as she shares what it is to grow today through spiritual journey and spiritual awakening. She shares her personal traumatic experience and how she was able to turn her life from being in the fashion industry to working as a Reiki practitioner. Shika shares her journey through her energy healing in Indonesia. We also dive into what's the one thing that you could do today to help yourself grow, not to mention what you can do to help with your spiritual healing at home. So whether you're in ISO, you're um, self-quarantining, or you're just not going out for whatever reason, right now you can learn how to spiritual heal at home with guidance and support throughout this podcast. We also chat about the different healing modalities of lightworkers and what Reiki is. I also share my personal journey on becoming, you could say, spiritually enlightened, but where the birth of my spiritual journey began and how it's definitely contributed to where I have got to in my personal life today. So this is a beautiful episode. We're joined by Shika Chika. If you want to go and check out Shika so you know who you're listening to whilst you're going through this podcast episode with us, head to Instagram and look up Shika, S-H-I-K-A underscore Chika, C-H-I-C-A. That's Shika Chika. Her name's also in the podcast title of this episode. All right, let's get into it. Before we jump into it, I have to interrupt this episode to let you know that today is sponsored by the Well Women Academy. Well Women Academy is a weekly membership where together we study menstrual cycles, holistic health, and how to reconnect with your body. Every month, our Well Women access members-only, self-paced educational content across a wide range of formats, including written, video, audio, and guided home study. Led by myself and other pioneering guest teachers, together we cover fields of ancestral health, Ayurveda, sexuality, sensuality, holistic health, and lots more. This is your chance to join an international supportive community of women to discover your cycle, your body, ignite your inner intuition, and illuminate your life. It's like no other in the world. Not to mention, it's cheaper than your daily coffee fix. Learn more and join us at wellsome.com forward slash academy. That's W E L. S-O-M-E dot com forward slash academy. Shika, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and I'm really excited to just talk more about 
or have a space to talk more about energy. Um, I haven't really had much of an opportunity to do that. So thank you so much for inviting me. You are more than welcome. It's an interesting topic, especially starting out with Reiki. So we're going to get into that today. For sure. Um, but before we do, first question, what day of your menstrual cycle are you on today? And what are you checking in with? Yes, um, I am on day 19. And I usually check in with a number. Like, it's funny because I actually do this with my audience. <laughs> Oh, cool. And we were talking about that before. So I think I'm checking in at a 9.5. I feel like a, a really big high. I've been spending the whole day chatting with amazing people and I'm so grateful for that. So I'm feeling a 9.5 and I, I feel like I'll be a 10 at the end of this. So I'm really <laughs> excited. Beaming. I love that you use a number. It's, um, it's such an easy way to kind of, I guess, categorize how you're feeling on a very broad sense. It's something that we do with cycle tracking, like, okay, what number are you checking in with and how your digestion has been, how your energy has been. So yeah. I love that. Now, before we jump into all the juicy little things we're going to be talking about today, yes, there's yes. going to be some people listening to this being like, who is Shika? Like, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> is that a person? What do you do? Where are you from? Um, I know that you are on the eastern side of America. So what is it that you do with yourself? Um, expand on that yes. before we dive into Reiki. Yeah, so I've been, um, I'm known to be in the media space. So I've been in the media space for over seven years. Um, I started in the nonprofit and fashion industry for half of that. And then I've actually, I went through a traumatic experience that actually put my whole life on pause. And we'll kind of go deeper into that when we talk about Reiki. But um, after a year, I was kind of going, wanting to get back into media and feel more connected to myself and my purpose. So I started creating content. And that's when I really just kind of blogged, talked about traveling, how it brought me back to my real self. And um, within, I think it was like three months, I ended up really picking up my traction online. And that's when I started to create more content and become a content creator. And after that, um, I started going into more of like mentoring, which I do now. So I do social media mentoring for people in the spiritual and wellness space. Um, so it's specifically those who want to learn how to use social media towards their um, higher purpose. So I love doing that. Um, I'm also a Reiki practitioner, so I use that a lot with my mentees. And I own a conference called Blog It. I do public speaking and I do YouTube. So that's a bit about me. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> kind of got, it sounds like you've got your fingers in so many different pies, which is beautiful. I know. How does one go, though, from kind of being in the fashion industry with media to becoming a mentor in the spiritual space and a Reiki practitioner? I love that. Um, so it was interesting. I When I got into years ago when I was in university was my last year. And um, I already accomplished so much that people would have done outside of their school. Like right after school, I was basically doing my career what a 30-year-old would do at the age of 20. Um, so I was director of communications and marketing in the corporate world. And um, living that lifestyle was great. And PR world is a lot of hours. You're doing like 12 to 14 hours a day, sometimes Sundays and Saturdays. There's not really a cutoff time, if you will. And it was like the prime time of my life. Like I was feeling great. I was, I was so abundant in my life at that point. And it wasn't until I went through my traumatic experience when I was sexually assaulted. And that really changed my whole world. Like, I think that was the time when I started to notice, man, um, 
I like this, this whole lifestyle, this reality can change so quickly. And this is why I'm every day. I'm so grateful for every little thing from our podcast to us having tea, like everything. Like I just think the smallest things in life, that experience has really taught me to do that today. So I spent the whole year, I actually took a year off off of work. Um, and I started just kind of healing myself, going to therapy. Um, I actually didn't tell my family and friends. I disconnected myself socially completely with people in my, in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, that was really hard. And then after a year, almost exactly, it's crazy how the universe works, but almost exactly a year, I was um, actually still in a relationship and it was a toxic relationship. And it, just because, you know, things were going on and um, with what I was going through internally and childhood traumas that came up because of this experience, it just mm-hmm. became this whole turmoil of, of emotion. Um, so I opened a blog and I always say that content saves my life because I got to a point where I was just so, I, I lost myself so much. Like I didn't see the purpose of life at that point. And then that's when I got into blogging. Um, and I did that for about a year and a half to two years and loved it, did a lot of amazing collaborations, met some amazing people. But then I got to kind of a part where I wasn't healing anymore. I just, the therapy wasn't working as much as it it should. I was emotionally detached. I was very um, blocked with my emotions, toxic stuff in my life still. Um, So I actually was open to energy healing. And I was always been very spiritually gifted since a kid. Like I have other stories that we'll talk about. Um, but I never really uh, took those experiences and pursued them until later in my life during this experience. So I did energy healing with a very powerful elder in um, Indonesia. And when I tell you I was like sweating out of my clothes, I was drenched. I cried more than I've ever done in two years after it happened. And that's what kind of opened me up to this whole different perspective of like inner healing and feelings and just thoughts that I thought were dreams were that actually happened in my life and just downloads and all these kind of emotions that came through um, and connections that I had within myself. And I felt so connected and such a weight off my shoulder that I just wanted to learn more. So I got deeper and deeper into energy healing. And then every time I would meet someone... Um, they would always say, you should be a light worker. You should be a light worker. And I was like, okay, what is this? So I started searching more into it. And the word Reiki just kept coming up. Like every time um, someone would meet me, they're like, oh, have you heard of Reiki before? So I did it, fell in love with it and did it for a whole year. And then eventually people were saying, you know, I met other people within the energy um, community and they were saying, you should, should try it, like try and get attuned. Um, so I did that and it really... Uh, like it's, I have like no words of explaining it. I'm sure you you have your own feelings too, but it really, um, it really changed my perspective. It allowed me to kind of see things and my relationships in my life from a different point of view. It's, um, it's done so much for me and allowed me to do such deep inner healing that if I didn't do Reiki, I felt like I wouldn't be able to do today. So um, yeah, so from corporate world, she got all the way to um, light worker. It's a crazy transformation. And that was done over seven years. So um, even telling you this right now, I'm like, wow, this is this is crazy. So yeah, that's a bit about how I found Reiki. Such a beautiful story. Thank you so much for vulnerably sharing. And I love that you ended by sharing that it was over seven years. 
Yeah, it was, it's been like, it happened so quickly. And even just like telling my story, I'm like, all of that happened in seven years, but it feels like just yesterday. Mm. Um, but so much has happened, right? So uh, it's a beautiful kind of experience. And I think the great thing too is now I can use Reiki not only for myself, but also for other people and understanding that I can also send it to loved ones and to those who need it, especially in my work where in social media, it's very vulnerable. And I feel like a lot of people um, have a hard time showing their, their themselves and just being vulnerable on the space, especially online. So I really teach people to, whether it's, you know, content or you're just a person or a mom, whatever your story is, is just being able to be vulnerable um, and taking away those, those layers and those barriers that you have um, through light. So I think that's very just beautiful um, to have that experience and that, that gift to share with so many people. And I'm sure you've also had that opportunity as well. Yeah, definitely. It's funny. The reason why I said the seven years is because I know that a lot of women um, particularly when they begin the journey of their own light work. So discovering light work for the first time, they're like, I've been doing it for three months and I kind of feel the same. Like I feel a little bit different, but not a lot different. Like I thought this would just blow my mind and I would just be changed instantly. <laughs> Is that yeah. the, with the seven years, I love that you, you shared that length of time because growth and involvement happens over a period of time, not overnight. And regardless of what you're going through, whether it's, stress from a relationship breakup, whether it's financial stress, whether it's a pandemic like we're currently living through, whether it is sexual assault, whether it's a menstrual cycle challenge, nothing heals overnight. And the levels of emotions that it takes to work through, you have to give yourself time to work through it. And I know that a lot of women want fast change because we live in a fast paced world where we want instant gratification. And I love one of the aspects I do love about us being isolated and really closing down through this global pandemic is that we're really slowing down how quickly we do things. And we're having a bit of a reset on that, which is, I think, beautiful. I love that. I actually did a live today on that. And it was, it just really allowed me to reflect a bit on the fact that we are putting life on pause and we're all doing it as a collective, which is so beautiful. And really just allowing us to a take a step back and feel the feelings we need to feel like even I'm sure for yourself and for me there are things that are coming up that I've either faced already or didn't know that were there and I didn't have the time to consciously take in that emotion and being able to have a tool such as Reiki to help me heal and find where that imbalance is and what I need to work on and It's also like even getting into more of the woo-woo stuff, if you will, but um, it's allowed me to connect with my guides, which I mentioned before earlier, but when I was younger, I was quite connected. I still am to past ancestors, those who pass away, um, also just, you know, entities as well. And remember being very young and there was this little girl that would sit at the top of the stairs at my childhood home. And every time I would cry, she would come up and say, what's wrong? Do you need any help? Or just really consoling me. And she did that up until I was 12 years old. And then she left. And, you know, they say that, you know, some certain entities are in your life to support you when you need them. And I had periods of times where I never felt alone, but I didn't know what it was. 
And since connecting with Reiki, I've been able to connect with that on a deeper level and just be Mm. so conscious and just fall within my intuition so much deeper. And I think it's so beautiful during this time we live in that we can do that and we can um, find out these beautiful gifts that we each have, which is so amazing. You're spot on. And when you recognize that we're all so uniquely individual, that our gifts are also going to be uniquely individual, like no one's gifts are the same. And that's what makes community and collectiveness so beneficial and so impactful when you connect and combine everyone together. Unfortunately, we do live in a world where we compare and judge each other and I want to be better than you. So that kind of mixes a little bit of shadow in there, but Mm-hmm. It is really. But beautiful. I do think I do think. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but I, no, I think okay. it's it's crazy that right now I feel like, it, and I would love to know your opinion. I think it's a great time that we're living in right now because we're able to be stripped away from all of those um, kind of, I guess you said, external pleasures and our measurement from what we have or what we do and just go straight back to the bottom and starting Mm. up again. And we have this opportunity to start a new chapter, right? So um, I really think after all of this, our world as a whole will not be the same in a good way. You know, we will be more aware, we'll be more connected emotionally with ourselves. Um, We'll be able to set boundaries for our emotions and for that inner healing and make our wellness not something that we have to um, trade off for things such as money or, or work or all these other you know things that we kind of judge ourselves or compare ourselves to. And um, I think that is the beauty out of it. Like I've seen people who've been so connected to you know their accomplishments and you know kind of making themselves who they are through that. But through this whole experience, they have to be stripped away from that and figure out you know who am I. Like where, who was me before being that manager or having that job or um, having kids or whatever it may be, just singularly defining yourself as you. And um, I think in doing that, it really allows us to have deeper relationships. It allows us to um, want to do the inner work even more. And it's funny, the more I go into spirituality and learn more, the more I just want to kind of expand myself and want everyone to expand themselves because we're so interconnected, right? So we are deeply in, like interconnected. And it's interesting. I literally just recorded a podcast episode yesterday that's coming out after this podcast episode. So it's episode 65 with Sammy Jane. And we talked about the interrelationship of us with nature and the like the feminine consciousness and the womb awakenings. So you'll have to wait till next week for that podcast episode, but stripping Mm, everything back, it's really juicy. I feel like I say every podcast episode is juicy, but it's so juicy in like different (laughs) ways. Um, But when you really start to understand that we are interrelated and interconnected, that we're consistently stripping things back, it allows you to be very, very vulnerable with yourself. But vulnerability is where things are scary and scary as fuck. And that's where people, you know, it gets vulnerable and they pull back and then I can't go down that road. And then it feels a little bit more vulnerable. Oh, no, I can't go down that road either. And um, I'll I'll just quickly share about my journey um, of energy healing. And I love that you mentioned about Indonesia and that's where it kind of started for you. For me, I saw my first energetic healer in Indonesia. It was roughly six months after I'd been blessed by a monk in Cambodia. 
And from the moment that I was blessed by this monk, and it's a long story, so I won't go into the depth, but driving <laughs> the kilometres through rice fields in a little tuk-tuk, so far away from Phnom Penh, the capital of Cambodia, and then getting to this little random hut that didn't even look like anything special, walking in with my sister, who at the time was 18, and being like, um, hopefully we don't die here because we could easily get murdered and no one would know that we're here. And we'd recently just been to the killing fields. So <laughs> we were both wow. pretty spooked out. And I literally walked out of the room from being blessed by this monk, just feeling like a different person. And that kind of pushed me in the direction of like open, what I would say opened the blinds a little bit for me. So I guess my antenna was kind of calling to different spiritual things. And then when I was in um, India, not India, sorry, Indonesia, I've been to India, I've been Indonesia. Oh, you I, have. Wow. Yeah, I, I went. I really want to go there. Mm, I run um, a 14-day Panchakarma, which is an Ayurvedic Indian retreat there. No um, yeah, every year, every second year, it depends. I don't know what's going on with the travel at the moment. But um, yeah, being an Ayurvedic coach and guiding teacher, um, I take groups wow. of people from all over the world who come and we all meet for two weeks. It's amazing. Maybe you should come. That's amazing. Yeah, or um, like, tell me more after. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's I probably the one, the most intense and amazing healing experiences that I've ever had over a long period of time. And everyone who works there is literally involved in some kind of light work in one way, shape or another, whether it's the nurses who are treating you or, you know, the therapists who are giving you your treatments every day or the doctors. Um, so yeah, it's a beautiful space, but I was in Indonesia this time and I was randomly just found myself on a, on a six day juice fast on my own, a retreat. There was no one else doing it. And there was this um, Indian guy that I saw in the pamphlet that did like these Indian kind of healings. And I was really drawn to, to that for some reason. I have no idea why. And every time I went to book, he was booked out. And so on this, um, this retreat experience, you could go to the sound healings and you could go to the yoga and they had talks and they had meditation breath works. And so I did these every day. And I remember sitting at the cafe and just seeing this guy and being like, who is this guy over there? And looking at him and it was, you know, he would have been probably in his fifties, maybe early sixties and an Indian with a big turban on his head and a big beard. And I was just really energetically drawn to him and I didn't know what it was. I was like, I'm not attracted to this guy sexually or romantically or anything, but I'm like, I just can't stop looking at him. <laughs> it was really bizarre. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Like, why do I need feel like I need to know you? Or why does it feel like I already know you? What is going on? And you get so, those feelings sometimes. I know. So I walked yeah. into this sound healing um, and I was running a little bit late and I got greeted at the door by him. And he's like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. We have a space for you. And he led me to the very front. The only space that was left was sitting directly in front of him in the front row at the sound healing. And I sat down. Everyone's looking at me. I was like, this was not saved for me. Please tell me this wasn't saved for me. And I had the most amazing sound healing experience. I saw him the next day in just the gardens walking around and he came up and he said, wow. I, I, I heard that you've been trying to connect with me. And I was like, what? Like, no, I know I haven't. I didn't know he was the, the healer that I've been trying to see. And he goes, don't worry. I've made a space for you. Come and see me at this time, you know, at this space, you know, on Friday. And I was like, oh my God. And I just remember that wow. afternoon on the Friday having the most intense, I guess, awakening into my like energetic body he was like we've been friends before we've worked together you know in past lifetimes and I was like 
that's why I know you. (laughs) And, you know, I had, you know, had some Reiki done before this and I'd, you know, been seeing a few spiritual healers and teachers, but this was like a real embodiment experience. And that really led me down the track of working in Ayurveda and women's health, which is where I am today. But it's interesting. You can't force that. That was back in 2013. So seven years ago. And the journey consistently evolves, but you have to allow it to evolve. And I just want to say to people that it's possible for you to have an evolvement whilst you're living in, you know, a masculine style energetic plane. And I know that a lot of elements of Australia where I'm based are both masculine, but then there's feminine elements to different parts of our country. And I know that the same is in America. There's very masculine areas, but then there's very feminine areas that if you're wanting to transform your healing energy and let me know what you think about this being on a feminine plane, like Indonesia, it just, the energy is just so vibrant. It's everywhere. It's like walking through smog. It's just all over you. (laughs) My, one of my good friends, um, she's quite connected as well. She said, Bali has gifts for you. She always used to say that. And I never understood it until I literally stepped foot into Indonesia. I was like, wow it it does have gifts for you like the the it's crazy and um it's a funny story because with yours same thing happened to me i the the first place i stayed at the first night because i was in bali for a month it was right across to the place i was supposed to get healing that i found to get healing at the end of my trip so i literally made full circle of my trip um, didn't know it was there. And then I remember looking on my map saying, this is exactly where I had my Airbnb. So um, three days before I went back to Canada, um, I decided I was like, wow, okay, I'll, I'll go and look for a place for energy healing. If it happens, it happens. If it's meant to happen, whatnot. And I remember the um, driver passing by the store because it has a big third eye on the wall. And I remember looking at it and feeling so pulled, just like you said, when you saw that healer. And I didn't know why. It was like almost like someone took my heart and was like pulling my chest to this to this place. And we got out of the car and I couldn't find my Airbnb. And it was this big thing, but we just kept passing this building. And um, anyway, so when I, the three days before I said I would give myself some time, I came here to do some work. So I isolated myself by myself in the middle of, like it was a small little place in the rice field, totally away from all the main city. And I was looking for a place and everyone was telling me all the locals, you should have went to Abud, you should have went to Abud. But I was like, ah, I feel like it's here. It's in Changu. It's not in Abud. Um, so I finally hear from someone to go to this place and turns out it's the same place that I, I was had my Airbnb. So I stayed maybe like 20 minutes away on the other side, walked over. And as soon as I went into the place. It was like a hit of energy. And um, the energy healer that I saw, she's been doing work for over 15 years, but she does shadow work. So it's very intense, deep Mm. um, work and just extracting some deep like things that even, you know, from birth, you're going to be able to take out, right? So I got in and as soon as I sat down in front of her, it felt like we were both one person. Like I was looking at myself. And I've never had this experience before. It was almost like I had nothing, like no way of getting out. I was sitting with her and she says, close your eyes. And we didn't touch anything. We were cross-legged across from each other. And I started to hyperventilate and bawl. I started to cry and she started to cry. And she was like, 
you don't have to say anything. I know why you're here. So I did a 90 minute session with her and I was like, I, I don't know how to explain it. I, I was crying. I was coughing. I was, cause usually they say coughing is the first way of releasing. So I was coughing. My clothes were sweating. The, the place had AC, but it was just sweating and drenching of just all the stuff that I had to remove Release. two days before flying to Canada. And she said, is there any way you could come back? And I said, I don't know. Like I, I have to leave early to go to Bangkok and then go back home. So she didn't have any availability. And I remember walking home feeling very light, but also so weak. And I slept all day from 3 p.m. all the way to the next day. Um, and the next day I woke up on a WhatsApp message to her saying, we have an opening at 10. And I somehow woke up at 7.30 and I said, I'll be there. So um, I did another session with her. And I remember after leaving Bali and I was on the plane, I was like, I, I'm not going to be the same when I get back, there's going to be something different. I've left something like Bali has, or Indonesia has taken something and taught me something so much throughout these, these four weeks. And um, yeah, that's what kind of got me into energy healing and, and going into Reiki and creating this amazing community online um, and offline as well. And just people and the support system in the space and it's just crazy how the universe will just allow you to have no other choice but to do what you need to do once you unlock that mm. that consciousness um, and that connection. So, yeah, it's similar kind of experience to you, ironically enough, and also the fact that it was seven years ago for your your experience. And I know there's going to be a number of women listening to this thinking, oh, my God, I want that experience. Like, how do I let go of my <laughs> crap like that? And when you're working with your shadow, I'll just say that you can't rush letting go of your shadow. It'll only be ready to let go of when it's ready to be let go of. And um, you can't, it's not a journey you can force either. So allow mm. and surrender and trust. And even with all the women who I guide and introduce like cycle tracking to with a written tracker, the more you do this, the more it will actually guide you into how you feel and your intuition will become activated, even just by connecting with your womb space every day. And you'll yeah. naturally be able to feel, oh, okay, you know what? This is coming up for me. Okay, how do I deal with this? Or how can I process this? So just mm -hmm. listen and trust if you're thinking, how, how, how can I do this? <laughs> yeah, where um, all of our experiences are so different. You mm. don't need to go halfway across the world to do the healing either. You can exactly. do it right at home. And mm -hmm. um, like, for example, for me, I was actually supposed to do a huge healing out in Peru. But, you know, obviously to the circumstances, we're at home and that hasn't stopped my healing. And for any of you guys listening right now, just really allow yourself to tap in um, and ask yourself, what do I need right now? Um, and such a simple question, but does a lot for me. And I start my day after yoga and doing my meditation. I just ask myself, like, what is my intention? What do I need right now? What is one thing I can do to help me grow today? Yeah, and um I think that's just such a simple, easy mantra that you can just practice daily that can really allow you to um, not put so much pressure that I feel like today's masculine world does for us mm. um, and allows us to just come back and, and come to center with ourselves. And, and, um, and you know, if, if you ask that question, you don't have the answer, that's okay. And if you ask that question, you cry, that's fine too, or you laugh or it makes you feel uncomfortable. 
Um, when I started getting more connected to my womb after the sexual assault, it was very uncomfortable. I remember, um, you know, being intimate with my partner, who's we're still together now and love of my life, and he's amazing. But I remember us having, you know, being intimate and having sex for the, the second time, and I cried. Like I was bawling, and I didn't know what was going on. I started shaking, I started rolling into a ball, and that was my way of my body releasing. You know what I mean? That was a way of my body saying, it's okay, you still have work to do. And mm. even though our stories, we've shared that they're amazing and touching, I think that doesn't mean that we still don't have that inner work to do. Um, you keep finding more and more, be open to learning, even when you are you know, a healer, I think it's important, even if you're not a healer, I think you should always be a student um, in our lifetime. I'm really honored that you brought that up because as much as those stories that we've both shared about our own spiritual, I guess, beginnings and awakenings is that it never ends. The journey's never over when it comes to, I guess, letting go and becoming at one with yourself and allowing. And it's a great example that there will always be work to do. The work is never done. And the work is only done when like my yoga lineage teachers would say that, you know, the work is truly done when you're no longer needed here. And that's when you'll pass. That's when you'll take the next journey. And so wherever you feel like you are, just humble yourself back to center because you haven't finished your work. And that no matter how much work you've done, there's always more that you can do. And don't rush out to do the work. The work will find you when it's ready. Yeah, I think it's just let it just listen to your intuition and yeah. let it come to you. And also just ask just, um, I know a lot of people always ask me, how do you connect so well? It's I just ask, I just say, can you show me a sign or I'm open to surrendering to my intuition or, or, or the universe. And that really helps me just put not as much pressure to look for answers. Mm, so beautiful. Okay, let's switch gears real quick. Yeah, In sure. like, a true sentence paragraph. How, how would you describe what Reiki is? Because I've got another really great question I want to ask you. Yeah, so sure. Um, I really explain it because a lot of the people, at least especially in my audience, they come from different backgrounds and beliefs. So the easy way that I really explain it is it's the transfer of the light energy. That's really what I say it is. It's um, bringing in light into um, you know, anything from an object to a being to um, anything, anything energetic. It's essentially transferring that energy and that light to someone, something, or someplace. Um, so that's my best way of kind of explaining it to it. And funny enough, my mom, who she's quite spiritual, I, I, I think we're actually quite connected um, from past lives and stuff as well. And we have similar gifts. And um, when I explained it to her, because she kind of couldn't wrap her mind around the energy healing world and whatnot, she just got it when I said it that way. So I think that's the best way of thinking about it. Anyone can get Reiki. Um, there's no religion. There's no, it's just, you know, the positivity. It's, it's the transfer of lights, the transfer of good, good energy over to someone um, and allowing yourself to balance where it's not really balanced within the body. Beautiful overview. Thank you. I know I've had a fair, a fair few Reiki sessions in my life. So I think it's good for people to kind of understand what it is because they're like Reiki. It's kind of not really heard of. So thank you for giving an example of that. Now, earlier you mentioned about like the modalities of a light worker. So I think it'd be great just for the people listening. Let's talk about 
I guess just pinpoint what different modalities of healing could look like or what healers are. For example, someone who works with chakras, a kinesiologist, a Reiki therapist, if we can just list those out. And then let's talk about, after I've done that, spiritual healing at home. Because I know that a lot of people right now are kind of sitting in their shadow a little bit with what's going on mm-hmm. and the shifting changes of the world. And I think it would be great to kind of overview maybe three things that women and men could do at home if they're wanting to give themselves a little bit of spiritual healing or go down that path whilst they can't go out and see a healer or they can't travel across the world, you know, to have an in-depth two-week yeah. healing transformation. So let's kick it off with the modalities. Yeah, there's so many different types. And when I think of the world, just to kind of give you guys, your listeners a little bit more insight, for me, healers are any people that can give you more insight of answers within yourself. That's really how I define it. So I would argue that even like a psychic or a tarot card reader would be um, a healer as well, because they're healing, you know, things within giving you an answer before it happens or even during the current state of, of it mm-hmm. happening right now. Um, there's shadow um, healers as well. Uh, that's my experience. So coming from that, and it's really where a lot of the things that we are born with within our soul purpose and venture and timeline that we have to learn in this lifetime or maybe in future lifetimes um, that can also come from people that we have to meet but the shadow work essentially is all of the things that we need to learn right now for our soul. Um, then there's Reiki, as I mentioned before. There's tantric healing, which I think is is something that I've gotten deeper into, especially considering after my sexual assault. I'm just kind of getting back into my creative energy. And um, even though I've come so far, like I said, there's always healing to be done. Um, so I think these are the, like the main ones I think about as far as I, I don't want to like overwhelm your audiences too much. Do you have a few that you wanted to share as well? Yeah, I think the ones that come to mind for me are shaman. Um, I've definitely seen a few shamans in my, I'll say in my many lifetimes. Um, a shadow worker, like you were saying, shamanic healers, which is kind of like sh- um, shaman style work. Also like a medicine woman and a lot of people get confused as to what that is. And we talk about that in next week's podcast episode with Sammy Jane um, about womb awakening. So there's that particular type of work. Then you also have our, like from my understanding, like Ayurvedic lineage work, which is very in-depth kind of chakra style energy shifting and work. Um, but there's lots. Yeah. Kinesiology, um, God, I'm even just thinking There's hypnosis as well that you can do. Yeah, there's so much that I would say like if you're, yeah, there's just like, I feel like if you are someone who's new to, um, you know, healing, I really say look into what is called to you intuitively because, you know, there was some healing that people talked to me about and automatically being someone who was new at the time to it, I was like, oh, maybe I need to go to this type of healing or go see a shaman at this time because I've talked to this person. But just really allow your intuition to follow and let you go where it needs to. Um, For me, Reiki just kept coming. I kept Mm. meeting people who were Reiki practitioners. I did Reiki for a while. I just felt so connected with the practices, um, just everything that came with it. And just the idea that we can give it through distance, which brings me to your next question on what we can do right now during this time. Um, And 
I actually wanted to ask you this because I talked to another Reiki practitioner about this, but with us being at home and wanting to come and do the work within ourselves, I do notice that there is a kind of like a resilience against, um, or kind of, I guess not as open-minded to distance Reiki. And I guess, what would you say the explanation of how distance Reiki works in comparison to in-person? And what would you tell someone who's probably into wanting to do distance Reiki, but might not feel comfortable oh, or question. sorry to like no, put you it's on a the great spot, question. I, thinking. <laughs> I think something that if you've never had Reiki before, it's important to understand with Reiki, there's not a lot of physical hands-on work in the sense that it's not like a massage where they're touching you the whole time. You're literally laying there and you're feeling like they're touching you, but their hands aren't necessarily touching you. They do touch you sometimes, but it's not the whole work is an all touch. So what happens when you're at home doing your own work with someone, it could be virtually like via Zoom. It could be like over a telephone. It could be FaceTime on on your phone, whatever it might be, is that if you are feeling like they're connecting with you, then they're connecting with you. And you mentioned earlier about, you know, trusting your intuition, like whatever's being called to you will keep popping up. I always say that if something's really calling to you and you're new to trusting your intuition, your body will give you a sign. And that sign most often for me is the tingles. Like I'll just feel like I have them right now. Like literally. Oh, really? Like, yeah, I, li- I do. Like, you can't, like I have so many arms. Oh, goosebumps. People don't know. Like, if, this is a funny story. I actually literally have the hairiest arms. People are like, oh, really? no way. But because they're all blonde. But your hair is blonde, so you yeah, can't Yeah, you can't see really it. see it. But honestly, so I actually think I have hairy arms than my partner. Um, I know. Bless my sister. She's got dark hairs on her arms and just as hairy. But it's funny, like, I know the sign for me because I get, like, the goosebumps and I feel mm-hmm. like someone's just going, like, over my body and I'm like, oh, like, all tingly. And wow. I know that, you know, if I think about something and that happens, okay, I need to pay attention to that next time. And then it might mm-hmm. happen again. I'm like, okay, best out of three. And it's the same with when I'm creating something. If something keeps coming to me on the third time, I'm like, all right, source or guidance is telling me that this is something that's important to do. Even if I'm like, nah, people don't want that work. People don't want me to create that free download. (laughs) I'm not doing that. And then all of a sudden it's like the most popular thing that I do. So trusting yourself is really important. But back to the whole at home thing with Reiki is that I want you to understand that spiritual healing is kind of like energetic healing and you can be connected with source anywhere. And if you are at home doing a healing some of the really great things you can do is meditate before you actually do your healing session. So you're centered, spend time outside, lay if you can possible, uh, possibly do this and it's not snowing, um, lay with like <laughs> your body on the earth. So whether you're completely rugged up, um, you know, and you've got like a jumper on and then a big jacket and it's like cold still laying outside and breathing the cold air and feeling at home, like Gaia mother nature will support you. That also can connect you. And then when you come into your space to have your healing, even though I'm not a healing practitioner, um, I would say you want to make sure it's a quiet space. You might want to bless the space, set an intention for the space and just feel really comfortable and switch off from what you've been doing, like the previous part of the day or what you have to do afterwards and just be present and the right things will turn up. You can't, 
tell, I want to heal this, <laughs> the right yeah. things will show up and you'll heal, heal what you need to heal when it needs to be healed. Yeah, I agree. I think um, for me personally at home, the main things that come up is if you don't have the option of getting grass or being grounded and connected with earth, um, just opening a window and letting yes. that air come in is really great too. Mm -hmm. um, if you have any plants in the house, I know a lot of people are planting. I'm doing that too in the process of that in our home where we're putting more green in our space. Um, and dancing. Dancing is a great way of removing mm -hmm. any um, stagnant energy. Um, something that one of my, actually she's one of my Reiki masters, um, and she comes from more shamanic kind of healing. And she says shaking is the best way. So get a drum or even I have a yeah. shaker, like a rain shaker that I use, or just even just shaking your arms, moving your feet, getting grounded, feeling grounded with, with your feet again. Um, just allowing yourself to just like tap anywhere that you feel is off um, and just releasing it and increasing that vibration is really, really big, especially in this time when we're sitting more and we're not outside and out and about. I think it's very important. Um, and I also think just adding one intention to every single day. Um, mm. That's all I do is just one intention. I don't put too much pressure on myself um, to complete every single goal. I even don't even use the terminology goal. I just say one intention for today. And I know you probably know, but we always say just for today. So I keep reminding myself just for today, this is the my attention. And that's, that's really what I want to put out there. And um, it allows me to never feel like I'm not doing enough. And I think this is one thing that I want to share with you guys is I know we have more time and we tend to think that we need with more time means we need to do more. But at this time, I think the biggest thing you can do for yourself is just allow yourself to be be present. Um, I do a one day a week social media cleanse away from my phone. And that alone allows me to increase my vibration on a daily, especially being someone always in it, but even more so someone who is more conscious and aware and more empathic to, to, to people's feelings. Um, mm. I think it's important for me to, to kind of disconnect from that. Um, and that's the best thing you can do with, with so much going on right now, so much information allow your brain to take a break. That's very healing at this time. So I love yeah. that. They're great tips. I like, we've gone a little bit over time, but I'm so happy for that. <laughs> Hopefully you guys listening <laughs> happy for that too. Um, and I'm really glad like we pretty much finished up on that question because there's such great things that we can do even when we're traveling, let alone if we're stuck at home. So these tips can really be implemented regardless of what day and age and what pandemic we may or may not be in. So Shiga, thank you so much. I do have a final question thank though. You. Yes, of course. Um, and it's a little bit, I didn't even get to like go into your story about endometriosis. So we're going to have to like do a whole separate podcast about that. Yeah, we can um, save it for another time. Um, I would love that. So when it comes to your menstrual cycle and your body mm -hmm. as a woman, what are three guiding tips that you would give to your younger menstruating self? So think back to when you started Ooh, menstruating like for the first yeah. time. And, you know, your body becoming a woman, getting boobs, all those beautiful things that blossom for us. What are three tips you wish you knew then that you now know today? Oh, it just like flowed to me. <laughs> I've been connecting to younger Shika quite a bit. Um, the first thing is it's okay to have womanly features and to embrace it. I was someone who started puberty at age eight. Mm -hmm. So to be going to school when 
some people didn't even have bras and to be wearing a full-on, you know, supportive, not sports bra was very self-conscious for me. Um, so the first thing I would say is just really embrace those features and it's okay that. to have hairs in areas where you don't understand and that's completely fine. Um, I think the second thing for me is it's okay to make a mess. This is something that I've learned through connecting with my room. Sometimes you, you know, it, it, you know, it leaks, but that's the beauty of being a woman, you know, it's shedding a part of yourself and rebirthing something new. So I've recently felt so confident about like, it's okay and gotten more connected to that space. And in doing so, it's allowed me to become so creative in so many ways that I, I can't even imagine, which is so great. So um, I definitely think those are like the two main things that come to mind. Amazing. Thank you. And I love, like, they're really beautiful, easy things to do that I kind of wish I knew those things too, even though I was like yeah. a late bloomer, like 15 and a half. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was um, an early, I remember going to gym and, and going to the bathroom and changing because I was so embarrassed and so self-conscious and I was quite tall too for my age. So, you know, kind of, you know, telling that younger self it's okay and um, loving her a little bit more and getting more connected to that womb space. It, it really has allowed me to um, love myself a little bit more and and do that inner healing, especially with all of the other experiences that has happened um, throughout my lifetime. So beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Shiga, how can it. everyone who's listening, who's never met you before, find you? How can they find you? Yes. What's the best way? So you can um, reach out to me on Instagram. So it's at Shika underscore Chica. So S-H-I-K-A underscore C-H-I-C-A. And then you can also find me on my website. So ShikaChika.com. I'm also on YouTube. Same thing, Shika Chica. Say hi, hello. I love connecting with you guys. Um, I'm quite interactive with my audience. So just come say hello. No one's a stranger in my community amazing i love that well i'll pop that link in our show notes along with a link over to your blog so people can come awesome. and check you out there but shika thank you so much for dedicating some time to joining us and sharing so openly and vulnerably with us all your story and about energy healing reiki light work and spiritual healing thank you so much thank you for all love and light thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the well women podcast I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag WellWomenPodcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle. 